Imagine following a team that has a run differential of negative 92. That's right. You must be a Dolphins fan. But you know what is a great podcast to help you get over your just misery? It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. I'm so happy I'm not a Miami fan, but I would love to live in Miami. Miami would be great, but being a Dolphins fan and practically, and we've talked about this, any other uh, fan of any other team in Miami, it's just sad. Misery, depressing, you name it. It's, it's sad to be a Florida fan anywhere in Florida, especially Miami. But the view and the food and the people make up for it. Well, that is great to hear. <laughs> that is great to hear. But you look at it and you go, okay, so you look at the Dolphins. Two weeks, and they score ten. Ten points. That's a lot. Ten points. Ten the first week (laughs) against the Ravens, and then you get shut out by the Patriots. But on the flip side, you've allowed 102. (laughs) Hey, but this week, they're starting Josh Rosen instead of Ryan um, Fitzmagic. So are you a little surprised by this? We thought Ryan Fitzpatrick would go at least four games, do amazing, and then he'd get benched. But nope, after week two, he's getting benched for Josh Rosen. Well, I'm shocked here because I look at it and I go, where's the upgrade? It's a downgrade. A major downgrade. <laughs> There's a reason why. He was awful in Arizona, got traded because they wanted Kyler Murray, and you think, oh, this guy's going to get a shot, and he didn't even start the season. Ryan Fitzmagic started it. This reminds me of another situation, which just went from a straight downgrade. Eli to Daniel Jones. Same thing. Has this just been a crazy three weeks of quarterback changes? I mean, I mean, of course, a lot of injuries, but of just what is going on in the league. How do you think Josh Rosen is better? You look at this Dolphins team. This is like not even a B team. It's the C team. (laughs) This is a like middle school team right here. YMCA league of, okay, we've got how many? There's what, 32 leagues? Uh, 32 leagues. 32 <laughs> teams in the league. You've got 31 actual, we're going to try. Like, we may be good, we may be bad, but we're trying. And then you've got the Dolphins, who are like, hey, we should be handing out flyers in the neighborhood. If you want to come try out for our team and let's just play a little YMCA every Saturday or maybe a Thursday night or Monday night. Oh, yeah, the Dolphins going to get a good Monday night game. You kidding me? Who would, pay to, who would watch that? You look at that and you go, are you serious? Why, after two weeks, yes, you're awful. You think Josh Rosen is going to get them a, 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 more than 10 points in a game? Hey, they're tanking for Tua and sucking for the duck. You like that? Suck for the duck? Suck for the duck? Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, they're already tanking after two weeks. I mean, I guess Tua's oh, going to be really bro, good. They were tanking before this season started. You're making all these trades. Let's just get rid of everyone. And everyone, even after week one, players are like, get me out of Miami. Now, you just said, the good view, the people. You want to live in Miami. They're saying, get me out of here. (laughs) Some people are saying, I'd rather go to Houston. I'd rather go to Houston and play. Some people are saying, I'd rather go to the Steelers. Ah, That's not bad. That's not bad. Houston's not bad either. Okay, Bill O'Brien is a coach. A lot of people don't like him. You have people probably saying... Send me to Seattle where it rains all the time. You want to get me from the beach to literally a pool of rain every day, (laughs) but get me out of Miami. Hey, but they've got a ton of first-round picks. They've got a lot. But when are they going to be good? When are they going to be good? Look at that division. You're not going to beat New England until Tom Brady retires. Until there's a whole regime change (laughs) in in, in, in New England. Not going to do anything. No, but all right. So does this team go 0-16? Yes. 
I see this as a team going 0-16. You sometimes go, they'll win somewhere along the way. No, I don't see this team. They have 10 points. They've given up 102. 102. <laughs> seeing, in two games. Seeing their schedule, though, they have one game. One game they could win. Week 15 at the Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones may look like an MVP that game. (laughs) Unless Eli Manning comes back. Maybe something happens. Eli will be back by week 15. I'm calling it now. I saw a quote from him the other day. It said that, you know, Eli says, you know, we'll see what the future holds. But he says, right now I'm the second string quarterback of the New York Giants. And I'm thinking, that must really hurt to say that, Eli. You've been in this role for, what, 16 seasons. And now you're the second string. And you have to admit that on air in front of people. It's It's been been a crazy year for the quarterbacks. Crazy year. But so yeah, that's the Miami turmoil down there. So let's stay with the NFL. Give our NFL predictions. So the Baltimore Ravens. I did not think they were going to be this good. I did not think Lamar Jackson could throw a football. But they're at Kansas City this week. Kansas City by six and a half. So here's some little stats. The two different styles of play for both teams. Kansas City's averaging 255 in the air, while Baltimore is averaging 173. Running game, Kansas City 101 yards, Baltimore 193. So different, different styles of play right there. But Lamar's Lamar and Hollywood, they're stepping up this year. Yeah, it's a very fun team to watch. Uh, you said Hollywood, Lamar, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram. This is a really good Baltimore team. Um, you know, I, it's very hard to pick in this game. I've got to go the home team, Kansas City, because Patrick Mahomes. But I think this is going to be a very close game that could come down to a field goal, could come down to a touchdown. It's going to be very close. This is not a blowout by any means. Kansas City has to take this game very seriously because this is a up-and-coming Baltimore team that is on its way to a really good season this year. So if you're Kansas City, you have to... You have to be aware of what they're capable of. And as you like to joke, the Ravens don't have a quarterback. They've got another running back who is scary good. But Lamar's passing more this year, and that's making him even more of a threat. Yeah, they've got a running back and a quarterback at quarterback. So, yeah, no sophomore slump for either um, quarterback. But, yeah, I've got Kansas City winning this game 32-24. to So, Kansas City gets it done. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to go off. That dude is insane. MVP again? Too early to tell. We got a lot of time. Yeah, we do. So then Daniel Jones makes his first start with the Giants at the Bucks. Bucks are favored by six and a half. So Daniel Jones first start, Winston and the Bucks. They got a win versus Carolina last Thursday. So can they win two in a row? Well, that's the only reason why they're probably being favored by, you know, what'd you say, six and a half? Yeah. Six and a half. Six and a half because you're playing the Giants. I mean, that's just a great gift. Um the Bucks don't don't look that good. Both teams are averaging 14 points. They, they don't look good. I've got Mike Evans on my fantasy team, and I'm still waiting for something. Godwin's looked good. Yeah, he has. Chris Godwin's looked good, but I just Winston has not shown up a lot in his career. He's what four and twelve on the road, or I mean, it's, it's awful. awful. They just broke the streak, you know, winning at, at last week in Carolina, but I'm telling you, it's just not, they're not a good team. No, they're not. And this is not, the Giants are not a good team. I mean, we've seen, that's why you make the quarterback change. They are not good. They are 0-2. But, you know, you've got to say that the Bucs can get this win, but maybe Daniel Jones is the promised one in New York that they've all thought they were getting when they drafted him so highly and think so highly (laughs) of him. 
Can't believe they drafted him that high. I think the Bucks should be favored by way more than this, but since it's the NFL, they don't do that. But yeah, I've got Bucks winning 24 to 14. I just think they're going to control the game the whole time. Daniel Jones is going to look awful. Awful. I feel like this is going to be one of those like 10 to 7 games. It's going to be just it not be. fun to watch. It might. These teams are terrible. Or terrible. Terrible, man. Terrible, man. <laughs> but then here's an exciting game. Well, like, not exciting anymore. Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, visit Seattle. He's given four and a half. So, this game would have been great if Drew Brees was in it, but he's not. So, um, Sean Payton says that um, Hill and Bridgewater are going to share snaps, maybe go half and half. So, do you think they can pull out a win? No, this is all Seahawks in this game, and that's unfortunate because you got a great – you got Kamara, you got Michael Thomas, and this is a great Saints team. But we saw what Teddy Bridgewater could not do last week, and that unless Taysom Hill gets you know majority of the snaps or whatever, I just don't see them winning this game on the road. You know they lost on the road to the Rams, and I think they're going to take another loss. And so the Saints after this game will be one and two, and you know Drew Brees needs you know he's going to have six weeks. He needs to get back here sooner if possible because that is just not spelling good for their uh, you know not going it's not going to be good for their playoff hopes. Are you surprised by how? close the line is four and a half and it's at seattle yeah seattle's two and oh this season they should go three and oh they should they should win by 15 just look all you gotta do is get a guy on michael thomas make sure you got him covering you're gonna be good that's his kamar was shut down as well so the rams did a great job shutting down kamar so you focus on him or you focus on michael thomas you knock one of them out and you got teddy bridgewater qb you're not winning the game so new orleans just bend don't break um until drew Brees gets back but yeah i've got seattle winning 31 21 so I think they can get 21 points, New Orleans. Really? Really? 31-14, I'm changing it. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 14 is more reasonable. Yeah, so Carolina at Arizona, the maybe the battle of the two Heisman uh, winning quarterbacks, if Cam Newton plays. They're not for sure yet. But Cam Newton has been awful since that preseason foot injury. And then Kyler, he's looking pretty good. Him and Larry are hooking up a lot. He's got Larry Fitzgerald looking young. But... Can Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury get that first win? They will. They'll win this game. Like you said, Cam Noon is so much with his injuries, and it's just sad. I used to get him all the time in fantasy. He was my fantasy quarterback, and I had him last year, and then, you know, the shoulder was giving him problems towards the end of the season, and it just did not look good. He's not looked good at all. Um, He's not 100% healthy. And so um, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are going to get their first NFL wins this weekend. Um, I, I think it will be close. Carolina is not a team that you're going to just blow out, but Carolina will be 0-3, and, and that's going to lead a lot of speculation about what this franchise is going to do the rest of the season. Do they have a better chance at winning if they start Kyle Allen or Cam Newton? I would I'd say you got to go Cam Newton, but I, I just don't know how much you know Kyle Allen will really, really help that team, you know. Um, you've got McCaffrey, and you really, I mean, if you shut him down, you're in trouble. But if you use him, I mean, he could be really carrying this offense. But what is unfortunate for Carolina, they, their first two losses have both been at home. So they're already, what's supposed to be their home territory is not. We'll see. Can they get a road win? But I think they're going 0-3. Because it used to be impossible to beat them at home. They've been so good. They've been so good lately. But I think time, well, times are changing. And uh, this team is not looking good anymore. And that spells trouble for Ron Rivera and his team. That's crazy how far Cam Newton's fallen. But yeah, I've got uh, Arizona getting their first win 17-13 to against the Panthers. 
So then another uh, freshman quarterback started pulling up. Pittsburgh at San Francisco. San Fran's given six and a half. So Mason Rudolph is making his first start. Or maybe his first start, but he's replacing Big, Big Ben. That team, we're going to see what Mason Rudolph's made of, but I don't think it's anything close to what Big Ben can do. It's going to be a tough game because you got the 49ers who are 2-0. and I mean, they could go 3-0. Jimmy G, who did not look good. Remember, he had a terrible, terrible debut in the, in the preseason. Yeah, all I mean, games were awful. Yeah. And then now he's looking really good. This is a good San Francisco team that it's kind of very underrated. You know, that team's averaging thirty and only giving up fourteen. They're flying very well under the radar. Not a lot of people are talking about them. Steelers are zero and two. Could their season get worse, or can Mason Rudolph right the ship? I think they can make strides to right the ship, but it's not happening this week. I've got San Francisco winning that game, um, and I, I don't. You know, it may be it may be fairly close. I'm going to say it's going to be. A, a, at least a touchdown differential. Um, but, you know, when Mason Rudolph came in, he didn't do terrible. They lost, you know, a close game to Seattle last week. So Yeah, watching Garoppolo, we thought, oh, my, this dude is the next Tom Brady. And then he stuck in preseason, so we're like, oh, he's going 0 they're going 0-16 at San Francisco. You thought he was the next Tom Brady? I mean, he played in the system. That's right. So he has to be a Tom Brady <laughs> clone. My bad. <laughs> But yeah, they, they're two and zero. They're looking good. Offense and defense uh, is looking amazing. So I've got San Francisco winning thirty-four to seventeen. It sucks if you picked up Juju this year in fantasy. Yeah, he was so good last year. I mean, he was fun. Him and James Conner. I mean, really good players for that team after all the drama that Pittsburgh dealt with last year. But yeah, it's just not the same, and it really isn't because you know a Big Ben. So yeah, his value is definitely going to decrease as the season wears on. But moving into the final game, Sunday night, they return to Cleveland. The Rams at Cleveland. The Rams are given three. Um, so it's the matchup matchup of the week. The Browns finally finally look dominant Monday night against the poor Jets. But they're looking good. Baker Mayfield's hitting strides. OBJ, 89-yard touchdown. Um, Jacob Clements loved that play. And then so Jared Goff looks good. Todd Gurley looks good. Their offense is rolling. This could be a potential Super Bowl matchup, but the Browns need to get OBJ, Nick Chubb going early. Baker needs to be on stride, like unlike the first week. But yeah, I think the Browns can definitely pull out a win here. You know, I, I, I don't see it. I really don't. I mean, Baker has struggled. O line has struggled. Um, yeah, they did get a win, but the Rams—they're well-oiled machine. I really think the Rams are going to take this one Sunday night. And I'm a, I'm a big Baker fan. I want to see the, the Browns win. Um, but I don't at, think they're going to at home. At the Browns, Sunday night football. It is. Those fans are going to be crazy. Things you don't see or hear much in, <laughs> in, in uh, the same sentence, the right? The fans you know? are going to be wild up. I think they're going, to let, they're going to make Cleveland win this game. So I've got Cleveland winning 24-21. to 21. I think Baker... Finally hits his stride. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Najoku. Well, Najoku's got a concussion. Oh, yeah. Najoku's going to be out. Yes. Um, and I think I saw something, too. He actually may have a wrist injury, too. May need surgery. So that's not looking good for them. You have to shut down Jared Goff. You have to get make him throw some picks or whatever um, if you want to have any chance. And Baker needs to revert back to his rookie form. Baker has not looked as great. No. So that, that could be a sophomore slump emerging with him. And as much as we love Baker, we don't want to see that. But it could be happening. We just feel like there's so much pressure on this Browns team. So see well, if there's can so much hype. Yeah. yeah. 
because this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. Could be. That'd be that'd be a fun matchup. But again, let's hold the brakes. <laughs> it's early. Let's see what they can do in the next couple weeks before we start making that assumption. Yeah, so Cleveland hopefully gets a win on Sunday night for the first time in a very, very long time. So that's it for our NFL picks of the week. Take those to the bank. Take them to Vegas. Go put the bets down for us. I wouldn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so moving to On This Day in History, 2004. Matt, listen. do you listen to Green Day? I do, sometimes. So they released their album, American Idiot, 2004. Wow, it was a long time ago. That's what Big Ben, Drew Brees, Eli Manning came into the league. Wow, that is a real long time ago. It's a long time. And then 1984, Matt, The Cosby Show aired on NBC. It's another long time ago. (laughs) Crazy stuff. 2001, George W. Bush declares war. Glad I didn't get drafted for that. That's a long time ago. That's all I can say. (laughs) Everything's just a long time ago. It's, It's wild to think, like, how far back. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> That's why it's on this day, because it's not today, right? But then in the sports world, 1973, Billie Jean King defeats Bobby Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes tennis match. Nice. I was there. Were you? I was. Really? Good match. Good match. Really? I'm glad you got to witness that. I had all my money on Billy. Yeah? Yes. Nice. So, there were some birthdays that happened on this day. Wh- who was born on this day? Was it you? Nope. Oh. Close, though. Birthday is coming up. Hey. Upton Sinclair. Like him. I like him. H.G. Wells. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Yeah. Finally got to see his Cubs win. And Stephen King. <laughs> That's right. Didn't you like that little emphasis? Like a little, little horror movie? Like author Stephen King. I don't think his movies are scary. Really? I'm just kidding. Hey, that It it movie. I get frightened. I get Anything frightened. with clowns. He's you know a good writer. He got some real scary stuff. Really, really dark is. and twisted. But yeah, Stephen King. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all you out there and all our listeners. If it's your birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Hey, we would get sued for that. It's trademark. That's right. Because I didn't sing it in the right pitch. That's true. So don't go back and listen because I didn't. It was off key. <laughs> so moving into college football, our favorite sport. So Friday night, tonight, we got Utah. Number 10. Number 10, Utah. At USC. Utah's given four here. So, Matt, the Utes have never beaten USC at the Coliseum. Really? Really. I did not know that. That's a big fact right there. So, Tyler Huntley, 77% completion on the year. Hasn't played that great of competition. But USC lost their edge rusher. I think the Utes can pull it out at the Coliseum. I mean, based off what you told me, I mean, you really can't go against history. History. But I am. It's going to be the Utes. Yeah, they're going to get their first win. They're number 10. They're going to stay hot, and they're going to be 4-0 after this one. So, go Utes, go. That's crazy. They've never won at the Coliseum. That is insane. Yeah. I can see this game being a lot closer than that, though. I think it'll be high scoring. Good Pac-12 matchup. And you know what? USC was not looking good going into the season. But, hey, they're 2-1. and one. They found a quarterback now. Yeah, they, they were found a quarterback. Last week they were down fourteen to nothing against Stanford, win forty eight to twenty one or something yeah, like that. Couple, yeah, it might have been a couple weeks ago, but yeah, they got hot. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got Utah went getting their first win, thirty eight to thirty, and then Matt another big matchup, but this time in the Big Ten, number eleven Michigan at thirteen Wisconsin, who's given three and a half. So Michigan thirty two points per game, Wisconsin fifty five points per game. So that's a little bit of a difference, and Wisconsin knows how to run the ball. 
So Zach Charbonnet needs uh, a big game for Michigan. He averages about four point six, and then Jonathan Taylor, who's some, he's in the Heisman contention for some, averaging a hundred yards in his last um, twenty four twenty nine games. Is anybody tired of Jim Harbaugh? Is anybody kind of tired of him and not doing much at Michigan? He won't win this game. Wisconsin, baby, let's go. So Wisconsin hasn't allowed a score yet. Do they allow a score to Michigan? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, this is a Big Ten matchup. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be a blowout. But I think Wisconsin will put it to them. Yeah, so. I got Wisconsin winning 27-24. to 24. I, I hope Wisconsin can do it. Just knock Michigan right out of the playoff contention. I'm always sick of hearing their overhype. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I think, yeah, well, coming in this season, I had Wisconsin winning their uh, their division in the Big Ten Conference. So, I, I hope Wisconsin can win this. It would be a big win for them. And, you know, look at this. Wisconsin's 13, Michigan's 11. Do you see Wisconsin winning this game and maybe, you know, either flipping places or making a top ten appearance? Uh, it also depends on what Utah does. But, true. you know, if Utah wins, then no. They'll be number 11. Or they might jump to 10. We'll see, where, we'll see where they put them next week. But I think Wisconsin will win that game. All right, going back to the Pac-12, number 16, Oregon at Stanford. Oregon's given 10.5 here. So we thought this would be a bigger matchup earlier in the year. Stanford, would they're, they've been decent lately, but Justin Herbert, Heisman contender. They've got that first loss against Auburn, so I think, what, they're still, they've still got stuff to prove. Justin Herbert's still got things to prove, uh, make it to the Pac-12 championship, and they, they can still make it to the playoff. So Oregon, I think they, they can definitely win this game. Stanford's the home team, but they've got no shot at winning this one. Oregon all the way. Going Oregon 49-27. to Wow. High scoring. Yeah, it's probably about right, though. I can see it. So, Matt, we wish both these teams would lose. OSU at Texas, Saturday Night Football. Texas only five and a half. Um, they, had that big, or they had that loss against LSU at home. So, OSU has won the last four against Texas. Chubba Hubbard... And OSU, they've been great. So, Sam's having a good year. Um, Sanders is having a good, good year for Ohio, or OSU. But Texas just has more to prove. They're going to go out there and prove that they can make the college football playoff and the Big 12 championship. So, let's look at this for a minute. So, Oklahoma State's 3-0. and They could go 4-0, and have a real good start to their season. Texas is 2-1. and Now, say Texas loses. Well, one, that's... Not good for them in the Big 12 standings because you've already got a key loss. And you've already lost to LSU. Two losses is already pretty much going to say bye-bye-bye to getting to the college football playoff. Even if you somehow come back and win the Big 12, it's over. It's over. You have two losses. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's over for them. So Texas has to win this game. You have to win this game. I think... Because it's at home, even though they've lost the last four against a not very good OSU team, OSU just has their number every year, it seems like. Yeah, I think Texas is a stronger team, um, and I think Texas will win this game at home, as much as it pains me to say that. <laughs> but I think Texas will win this game. So Yeah, I've got Texas 45-37. to 37. So high-scoring game because there's no defense in the Big 12, remember? Big 12 score right there. It's There's no offense either, just no defense. But so I'm going with my upset pick of the week. West Virginia at Kansas. I'm going Kansas, baby. So why not? KU put up 44 at Boston College the week before. They're looking to be 3-1. and one. 
Should be 4-0. I don't know how you lose to Coastal Carolina. But 3-1 and for less miles. Austin Kendall is struggling for West Virginia. KU at home. They went 17-14. to I mean, it's the less miles effect. Less miles is back. I love saying that. He is creating a new culture for Kansas. I agree with you. I want to see it happen because Kansas being 3-1. and one, I'm still in shock. You almost feel like that's basketball season. They've started 3-1. and one, But, no, we're talking football here. They have a shot at being two games over 500. Hey, they're a football school now. Okay. Okay. Let's not get that carried away yet. Yeah, so we're both going Kansas on there. And then number eight, Auburn at Texas A&M. This game is a toss-up. You know, it is. It should be a close game. It should. Um, I coming in this season was big Texas A&M. Like, oh, you know, I think we're gonna do some great things. Um, I had them, you know, beating Clemson, which is a joke now looking at it. But I really wanted it to happen. Um, I think I, I really Bo Nix was fun to watch in that drive against Oregon Week One. I think that you look at this Auburn team. They've got. I mean, they're three and zero. They're hot coming to start this season. They've got a, they've got a lot of proof, and this would be a big, good win to go down to Kyle Field and say, hello, it's me. I'm the 12th man. Oh, that would really anger a lot of fans <laughs> down there. But, you know, they win this game, they go 4-0, and and now you got to look and say, okay, Auburn's number eight. Do I mean, do they make a you – know, do they stay eight? Do they go seven, depending on, you know, what else happens? But this Auburn team may say, you know what, maybe this is a year. Maybe this is a year we can make something happen. This is big for the SEC West because whoever wins this is in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bo Nix looks great. He's had an interception each game, though, this year. But so he's a true freshman. He's a true freshman. He should be uh, throwing no picks and winning the Heisman. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's your standards. <laughs> Way up top in the clouds. But yeah, he's got to go to Aggieville, the 12th man. I don't know if he can get it done. And, you know, you're getting packed with about 105,000 people. I mean, that's a big stadium. Have you ever been to Kyle Field? I have. Yeah, it's yeah. big. I'm just, I haven't seen a game there. I've just been outside of it one day, but I'm telling you this. Just, I mean, like, it's it's massive it walking is. around. And, I mean, they can pack that up from what I've heard and things like that. So it's it's going to sell out, too. But something that's um, going to be critical for the Auburn, Auburn to win is their defense. Only three, or they're giving up 300 yards per game. That sounds like nothing because <laughs> we're from the Big 12. <laughs> but eight sacks. That's a Christmas gift. <laughs> Eight sacks and two turnovers for the year. So, yeah, winner, um, easy route for the SEC West. And Auburn has never lost at Kyle Field. Never lost. Wow. So. There you go. A little history behind it, you know. See, yeah, Mon, see what goes on this Mon week. needs to have a good game. Yeah. Um, they that mean, that's the, Yeah, he has to. He has no, no turnovers. Has to play like day, not night. But, yeah. Um, I think I got Texas A&M winning 27-24. Auburn loses their first game at Kyle Field. Wow. I'm calling it. Okay, call it. I hope you're wrong. Hey, this we got our picks in, so. Yeah, I picked Auburn. I picked Auburn. I'm going to Auburn this week, so. So, Matt, talk about number seven, Notre Dame. Yes. At number three, Georgia. Georgia's giving 14 and a half points. That is a lot. Look, you go, you look at the Fighting Irish, 
and you go, well, they're not on a conference, and you look at their schedule, and you just make all these complaints about them. So, yeah, Georgia should be favored. It's a home game for them, you know, and they're a very tough team. This is a scary opponent for Notre Dame, one of the scariest they've had, you know, not counting, you know, them going up against Clemson in the playoff. But, you know, in the regular season, this is a very, very good matchup to show what Ian Book is made of and what this Notre Dame team is made of. I'm pulling for Notre Dame, and I'm just going to say that. You know, I have a bias because I love Notre Dame. So, you know, I have to pull for Notre Dame. Both teams look amazing this year, offense and defense. But, you know, both teams, Notre Dame's 2-0, Georgia 3-0, Georgia's number three in the country. If Georgia loses this game, gets a loss, a little shakeup now, Alabama's got to be feeling good. And we talked about this in our last episode. Yeah, Georgia can afford to lose this game. They can afford to. Notre Dame cannot. No, Notre Dame loses this. That there goes their shot of making the playoff, um, but they can still finish up fairly high. Um, but you know when you're going to be faced with Georgia later, if Georgia has the advantage on you, you're getting kicked out. Because even if Georgia loses, this isn't a conference game, so they can still they are still undefeated in um, SEC play. That's fair. That's fair. That's right. So yeah, they've got Georgia has to force Ian Book to throw. And so, 27, did you watch that 2017 game, 20 to 19, uh, when Georgia went to um, Notre Dame and won 20 to 19? Yeah. Um, put Georgia into the playoff. But, so, both teams look good. Since 2011, though, the Irish are 0 and 4 against top five teams. And um, three, of the, three of those losses have been by an average of 23 points. Yeah, that doesn't show favor at all for Notre Dame. And so for Brian Kelly and his team, knowing that this matchup, they can't let it slip away early on in the game. They've got to match anything that Georgia does, and it's going to be all about that defense. If Georgia's got the ball to start the game, that opening drive is going to be very key. If they can shut them down, get the ball, get it to Ian Book, get a touchdown, kind of give them some confidence. But if they go down 7 nothing in the game, that could rattle Notre Dame. Like, We've seen it. How can you pick Notre Dame knowing this? Like, I don't get it. Well, I pick them because I'm a fan. <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. I want to see them upset. I want to see a top team like this go down. It should when we when we watch Notre Dame play, or we know they're going into a tough environment versus a good, at least a decent team. We we all assume Notre Dame is going to lose. Okay. Well, one we is you, <laughs> I, a, not me. America. The rest okay. of the college football community believes that. But, yeah, so I think Georgia handles this easily. 41-21 Georgia. Go dogs. Boo. <laughs> you want to make a bet on this? No. Burrito bet? Nope. Qdoba bet? Nope. Let's just watch the game. <laughs> but, yeah, Georgia should easily, easily handle Notre Dame. That's just like a knife in my heart. <laughs> but yeah, so that's our college football pick em. No OU this week. They're on a bye week. They'll be back versus Kansas in two weeks so we can't wait to watch that game or one week one week did you say no Texas Texas Tech Texas Tech wow you jump with a gun <laughs> Kansas gotta wait I'm, another I'm week excited. for that you're too excited I'm to too see exci- that game I'm too excited for Kansas so yeah um, so that's our college football pick'em going into our final segment sharing a burger and brat Matt I'll start with this one so it's a Florida story but a good Florida story so more than a dozen people formed a human chain to guide four dolphins out of a St. Petersburg canal back into Tampa, into the ocean. Have you seen that picture? They've got about 12, 13 people forming a chain in a canal just uh, as obstacles, forcing the dolphins going back into the ocean. It's pretty cool. I've not seen that. 
It's pretty cool. Is it? I'd like to be a dolphin. Not really? a Miami dolphin, but a dolphin. Really? Really. Wow. Yes, wow. Okay. You, share, you find your burger and brat, Matt? I do. I have one. I have one right. for you. All right, let's hear it. So, Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. becomes the third player, third player in baseball history, to hit 40 home runs in a season while 21 years old or younger. This guy's a stud. He's 21? 21 or younger. He, how old is he? 21, 20? He's 21, yeah. He's 21. He's 21. Wow. 21, and he's hit 40 home runs. He's going to be a superstar in the National League. I mean, he already is, but he's going to be have a great career ahead he's of him. He's 21. He's 21. Wow. The league is getting younger, Braxton. Wow. It's crazy, isn't it? I'm going to go join the league. I'm only 20. Yeah? I don't think just by saying your age says that <laughs> makes you join the league. You might have to have some other talents in there. I can do a backflip. Okay. <laughs> but can you do a backflip with a bat in your hand? Yeah. While swinging a ball over the fence? Maybe not. Maybe with your not. eyes closed? Eyes closed, definitely. Okay, that's a challenge for you. All right, definitely. Dreams, because it's in my dreams, right? All in your dreams, yep. yes. sir. <laughs> All right, well, that's it from Matt and I. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts at Burgers Brots. And follow us on Spotify at Burgers Brots.